0: Hey, everybody, you are listening to the sharpen podcast episode number 16. Today we have on guest Russ Ford and he's going to talk about generosity and the generous mindset. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. Kirby Green here. Thanks for listening to Sharpen. It's the podcast for young professionals. Really uh, grateful for the time that our guest gave us today to talk about generosity and uh, specifically, or better framing that up, the generous mindset. That guest is Russ Ford. Um, I got connected Uh, to Russ through Edge Mentoring. Uh, You're hearing a pattern here on the podcast, but I'm so thankful for that network of folks who are just such an encouragement as a young professional. Um, So Russ is a young professional himself, and he is a financial planner who is passionate about helping people be more generous. And we're going to talk about that word passionate today and what that really implies. It's so good. So stick with me uh, for for that segment and more. Born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, Russ attended Valparaiso University, and that is where he met his lovely wife, Kathleen, and uh, they live in the Butler-Tarkington, I hope I said that correctly, neighborhood of Indianapolis, and they have the sweetest little boy, his name is Liam, and we are Instagram friends. And Russ and Kathleen, they love spending time with their neighbors. They love Butler basketball games, and they are a part of the Soma Church community there in Indianapolis. Outside of work, Russ is an edge mentee, a big brother through Big Brothers Big Sisters. He's going to talk about that more today. A board member for Chosen Ministries, and he can occasionally be found riding his bike or going to his CrossFit gym, which is Broad Ripple Fit Club. Uh, Folks, here is my interview with Russ Ford. Well, hey, Sharpen listeners, really looking forward to our chat today um, on the topic of generosity. Uh, We have on a really uh, great guest for this topic today. Uh, First of all, Russ, welcome to the Sharpen podcast.
1: Thanks, Kirby. I'm happy to be here and thank you for having me. It's definitely a privilege and an exciting opportunity to get to speak uh speak to a large audience today oh
0: yeah for sure it's gonna be it's gonna be a good conversation um i can't wait for our folks to hear about this um this topic and it's not just a topic to you it's a passion uh, but before we go there russ tell us a little bit about you uh who you are your story and what gets you fired up in life
1: yeah, so um, I'm I'm uh, here in Indianapolis is where I live with my wife and new four month old son. So Liam is his name, and he definitely gets me fired up. Um, it's or also very tired out at times, but
0: it's <laughs> amen. Uh, it's,
1: it's pretty fun to
0: watch. Him, yeah,
1: for sure, it's pretty fun to watch him grow. I mean, he's growing like a weed, as you know. You know, with your your little ones. Um, So that's just a whole brand new experience and challenge for me. Um, Other things that certainly get me fired up. um, So one is kind of, you know, uh, not something super serious, but Cleveland sports, because I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio is something I love as well. And, uh, you know, kind of on that note, like on a more serious note, I, I just love fostering community um i love being a part of great community that's one of the reasons why I, you know feel tied to cleveland sports was because it was such a great community there in cleveland growing up and um so that's something i'm passionate about but i you know by day i'm a financial advisor i've got a financial advising business work with a lot of young professionals there um and like to do things like uh, bike, play basketball, uh, do CrossFit, although you wouldn't know it by looking at me that I like to work out. But, um, (laughs) but those are all things that, you know, I get, uh, get excited about doing and, um, certainly just, you know, trying to grow and, you know, professionally, personally, spiritually, like trying to always learn. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I've loved listening to Sharpen's podcast here. Um, recently, like the one of the latest episodes that I just listened to was the Wesley Kate episode yes. about active listening. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's someone that I've met here in Indianapolis and he's just a great mind, a great thinker. And I loved hearing some of his ways that he tries to listen to people well. And I think that, um, I think that definitely ties into the topic we're talking about today. Um, that I'll certainly offer some thoughts on as well.
0: Yeah. You, uh, you gave your shout out before we even started, right, to Wes? No. Uh, I so enjoyed the conversation with him. That's so cool that you guys are, are friends and know of each other. Um, it, 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 they really are intertwined, um, active, uh, listening, uh, generosity. We'll talk about that. You mentioned uh, what you're doing, uh, your your role as a financi- financial advisor. Talk a little bit about that and uh, what, what your days look like.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've really got my own practice. Um, I'm a part of a bigger firm called West Point Financial Group, but I've got my own business. Uh, I have an employee named Stephanie who is awesome, and I consider it an honor and a privilege to try and give her a great employment experience every day. Uh, sometimes I'm not as great at it, but I'm striving to do that every day. Um, and one of the things I love about the financial advising business is just building relationships. You know, you really get to talk people Uh, talk to people in a pretty intimate way when you're talking about finances uh, because they're sharing things that they don't often share with other people Um, and I like the impact that I get to have on people's lives. Now I work with a lot of young professionals uh, listening to their stories, setting goals, trying to implement strategies to help them figure out what to do with all these student loans and buying houses and 401ks and other investments and I've been in the business for about five years and um, was certainly over the last year or two, especially as my Christian faith had grown, uh, but it can be aside from that as well. Just searching for a a little bit deeper of a purpose than just trying to help people store up money, for example. Uh, although certainly I say that's still important, right. um, <laughs> yes. but, um, but that's uh, kind of what led me to trying to encourage generosity, um, and use the word stewardship. I think that definitely ties in as well. Um, so with a lot of people, I'm, I'm really just trying to have, have conversations about what they're giving now, why they're not giving maybe, um, helping them work through that, just encouraging people to give more. And that certainly ties into my business, but I'm also trying to, uh, you know, now, maybe spin spin that out of the business, right where it's it's more of just something I'm passionate about and want to influence people to give more in a much bigger sense than just working with people one on one about their finances so and that's why you know I'm here today to talk about that in in much bigger and deeper terms for sure
0: well i um, I think that sounds like a very rewarding. Day um, to day activity, but that reward comes from obviously a deep rooted philosophy about what you're doing. So, let's say, Russ, you and I are meeting up for the first time, and I'm that young professional that you're just gonna, hey, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what we do. Um, yeah, and and I'm gonna also say, say we're meeting at like City Barbecue because that's one of my favorite places in (laughs) Indianapolis area. I had to give those guys a shout out, I love that restaurant. (laughs) Say we're meeting at City Barbecue, and We sat down for the first time. Tell me what philosophy on generosity you would share with um, with that that friend for the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well for sure. I mean I think uh I think if we're framing it in the sense of what I would share, I'd I'd try and take Wesley Kate's mindset first of just trying to ask questions and listen. Um and but to get to the point of the podcast and sharing kind of what my philosophy is, um you know, I think generosity is, I like to think of it as a mindset, you know, kind of a spirit and way of life, uh, simply, uh, that just recognizes we're all in this together, you know, we're not all out there on an island by ourselves. Um, And for me personally, I think that that just that mindset also recognizes that no matter where you are you know whether you're you consider yourself rich poor whatever it might be um and probably a lot of young professionals consider themselves poor and up to their eyeballs in student loan debt um but we all got there wherever we are with someone else's help i think um and i know that is certainly true of my own uh situation um in many different ways i owe many things to people And the mindset of generosity just recognizes that and says, okay, well, how can I do the same for someone else? Um, I I like to envision it. You know, if you remember, there used to be this old, uh, old toy set called the Barrel of Monkeys, Little Red Monkeys. I don't know if you remember this, Kirby, or not. heck yes. Um, Yes. Growing up. (laughs) Yes. So the Barrel of Monkeys, I think, is just a great... uh, visual representation of the generous mindset. Um, and you can certainly Google barrel monkeys and see what I'm talking about. But, you know, as you pull the monkeys out of the barrel, you know, one, one is hanging on to the other. Another's getting pulled up behind it. Another is getting pulled up behind it. And so it's just recognizing that, you know, you've hung on to someone pulling you up. And then I think it's our responsibility to pull another monkey up behind us. Um, and so uh, and one of the ways I think one of the characteristics of that, I think, is uh, true generosity is just inconveniencing yourself for the betterment of someone or something else. That whole um, inconveniencing yourself, I think, really goes to the root of it, of the true generous mindset, because um, I think we're only really generous to the extent that we're willing to inconvenience ourselves for the person in need right next to us who can't do anything in return for us. It's really easy to be generous when it's somebody that we think might have something to offer back to us in the future. Um, and when I say all these things, I'll also also uh, offer the caveat of saying that I certainly don't have all this figured out just because I'm talking about it. I'm not perfect at doing these things uh, you can find plenty of people that say that there's plenty of times I don't have a generous mindset. Um, but that's exactly why I think that I'm I love to talk about this so that I can grow and other people can grow along with me as well. Talk about the hard topics. So
0: That's so good. I, I love you drawing out an inconvenience because I think that um, so much and not even picking on millennials, right? Millennials get picked on all the time. I think as <laughs> the human not race, <laughs> we don't like to be inconvenienced. But using yeah. uh, that word to think, okay, let me factor that into how I view generosity. Um, that's that's really good. So, you obviously have a pretty sound philosophy. Um, this is what you do. You talked about your role. Um, our friend Dave Neff, ha- I've heard him yeah. with many others say leadership is caught, not taught. He says that in episode. Uh, three when he comes on to talk about mentorship but in reference to you generosity stewardship and how you pursued this career this um, this impact in life I mean who has been that biggest model of generosity for you or what would you know maybe it's more than one person but tell us about that because I think it had to have started somewhere
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so there's definitely, you know, I, I could go off a laundry list of different people and to pick out one, you know, uh, is not to neglect so many different other people that have been influential in terms of shaping what generosity is. But I think there's also different people who have been generous in different ways, uh, that I've seen around me that have helped shaped my mindset. Um, cause, and I can get back to certainly, I think different characteristics that make up kind of the philosophy of generosity and how they're all different and intertwined. Um, so I'll get back to that in, in a couple minutes here. But, uh, first and foremost, I think funnily enough, recently the the person that has, you know, got me motivated to really pursue this generosity passion of late is my little brother, Anthony through big brothers, big sisters. Um, and anthony is an 11 year old young man um doesn't come from a lot right from a material point of view and um he just has this completely generous mindset all the time you know it's really never about him and he has a passion for uh baking and making pies of late and has he came up with these ideas on his own, but he wanted to start a little business to sell pies, but it wasn't all about making money for himself. The first time we sold pies earlier this year, um, we basically just put it out there on social media about the couple of pie choices he had, and he wanted to donate, uh, half the money back to big brothers, big sisters. And no one planted that idea in his head, um, you know, He is someone who doesn't get to buy a ton of stuff, right? And if I was, if there was an 11-year-old Russ, I probably would be eyeing the first thing I could buy with my pie money. But Anthony wasn't. Um, And that was just truly inspiring to me. And then just of late with the devastation from hurricanes of late, he, when we hung out recently, brought up how he wants to, you know, sell pies and donate all the money to hurricane relief. Right. And he's just constantly thinking of people who are less fortunate than he is. Um, even when a lot of people, including myself might look at, Oh, well, you know, Anthony comes from a tough background himself and, you know, of all the people to be generous, that wouldn't necessarily be the first person you'd expect. So that that's an inspirational person of late for sure. Um, I could go on and on, I guess, but uh, my dad and uh, some of my family certainly influenced me in terms of uh, showing me how to be generous. Uh, my dad is a good example of, I think, being generous in, in secret, All right, And I think mm-hmm. that he would hate me for even bringing this up because he, you know, really likes to not let anybody know about when he's doing stuff. But as his kid, I saw a lot of it. Um, and so that's another characteristic we can talk about. Um, but, and then there's, there's people like you mentioned, Dave Neff, uh, Dave Neff of the last year or two in my life has, has shown me um, how to be generous with your time and with your network. And, um, and also with grace, uh, you know, there. are I, I've seen Dave offer me grace on times where I've messed up um, and things like that. These are all different ways we can be generous. Um, and so yeah, the list can go on and on, but um, these are these are people that come to mind right now kind of in my life that continue to have an influence on me and that list can go on and on like I said. so um, but there's certainly a number of characteristics.
0: Yeah, let's talk about about those. And I do have to point out what I'm loving about this conversation. As you know, at the end, we ask for folks to make a shout out. And I feel (laughs) like instead of this being the episode on generosity... It, it links in, of course, this needs to be the episode of shout outs, because I don't know if I've ever had a guest on that's given so many wonderful shout outs as a part. This is so good. I love this. You're like, well, hey. you're in the sharpened culture of what we do.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I love the shout out culture because I think that just recognizes that whole, you know, we've come from somebody else who's given us something, yes. right? And,
0: uh, yes. Yeah,
1: and that's the first rule about any of these like ideas that I'm sharing. I mean, probably most of them are stolen, right? You know, Or somebody's been generous with giving me, me their ideas or wisdom, and I'm just trying to put those all together and share them with you guys. So.
0: And, and, too, what I love about the conversation, too, is you're highlighting generosity. We always go to money, right? Like when people think, when somebody says, they're so generous, and they think about... Right. Oh, they must have a really large checking account and write big checks all the time. When that's <laughs> yeah, right. that's not what I'm hearing today, and I appreciate that. Now, granted, um, you know where our where our where we have our treasure, um, right. is where our heart is, and that can also be in reference to money. Um, right. So we'll talk about that. And I want to hear about those characteristics. Also, I will follow up with this, but for those that are listening, we will get a link. Or I'll add some commentary um, for anyone that's interested. If, I'm not trying to get Anthony's workload crazy busy with his <laughs> baking services, but we'll include that in show notes. So if somebody that's in the Indy area would like to purchase a pie, um, yeah, then absolutely. they can get in touch with you. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving sure. solved. <laughs> OK, cool. OK, so, yeah, yeah. Tell us about so you've learned from a lot of people. I mean, what are those core characteristics Um or core character traits that you, that you see your fundamentals when it comes to generosity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, like you were saying there, Kirby. Yeah. I mean, it's not just all about somebody who's got a ton of money or stroke and a big check. Certainly money is a part of it. And it's something I'm interested in talking about a lot, given my background, but, uh, there are so many different characteristics that make up really the full circle of the generous mindset, I think. Um, and, I think in order to really encompass the generous mindset, your mindset and your actions are going to be generous in all these different ways. Um, and I think it just, it does go back to the inconveniencing yourself. Um, I think of at an edge mentoring event, um, earlier this past year, I heard Christian Anderson, uh, from high alpha talking about how to build a city and, um, I think when when I think of generosity, um, I think of how a lot of people want to be generous towards their passions, right? And when I think of uh, the word passion, I think of what Christian Anderson had to say about it uh, when he said that the root of the word passion, um, you know, we tend to think of passion as this like fluffy thing that's like all about, you know, just fun and love and, and great things and excitement. But he said the root of the word passion means suffering. And so if we're passionate about insert cause here, you know, we can't just send a check. You know, we have to be willing to suffer for it. Now, I think that also, you know, can be can go the opposite way where we also can't just be willing to give our time. I mean, we have to be willing to give different ways as well. Um, but so different characteristics, I think financial uh generosity is one thing generosity with your time uh wisdom and skills uh one thing that doesn't get talked about a lot I think is networks um something like I said I, I've learned from Dave Neff he's been very generous with his uh network um but someone sometimes someone in poverty for example doesn't just need a check you know they need someone to believe in them and take the time to listen to them and show them what the route to success is and maybe introduce them to someone who can help them or, you know, multiply their network, you know, towards a better opportunity. Um, You know, kind of that shut up and show up mentality, you know, show up and be there for someone. Um, I think of grace as another, you know, way to be generous. Um, Just offering someone forgiveness and grace for, you know, when they don't deserve it. Um, that's something I certainly have experienced personally. Um, and, you know, just being human, you know, and kind of sharing your weaknesses yourself, uh, kind of being open is a way to be generous. You know, I know that some of the times I'm most influenced by people is when they're, they help me understand that I'm not alone in the struggle that I'm going through by sharing their own flaws, right. Or their own struggles that relate to mine. Um, and that helps encourage me. And then just listening instead of talking like Wesley Cates said. Um, all these things, I think it's just about getting uncomfortable. I mean, it's letting people into the things that we hold dearest, whether it's our money, our time, our wisdom, you know. Um, I know I keep quoting other people, but again, like I said, all these ideas are stolen. And I, when you talk about social change and trying to Change different injustices in the world. I mean, one thing that comes to mind is my pastor Brandon Shield at Soma Church. Uh, another thing that gets me excited—he uh, he likes to say our world won't change until our din- dinner tables change—and mm, um, and I think that when you really get into that, you know, what it takes to like have our dinner tables change, which we're not the—I'm not the best at myself, but that's really getting uncomfortable, right? It's letting someone into the most dearest place, you know, your, your dining room table with your family, letting someone in that deep, you know, inviting someone in that is different than you or inviting your neighbors or someone that disagrees with you and having conversation about that. Um, these are all ways to be generous. Um, and I know that, um, I know that these all things kind of tie together. Um, but it, and it goes beyond money, uh, for sure, but it's, it's, it's both because I think that money really is a magnifier, uh, into what we really are, you know, passionate and care about. I mean, if you show me someone's bank account or credit card statement, you know, I think you can really see through there what they value, including me. Right. And, Um, it's good. And so I think money is a big part of it. And I think I am interested in talking about the financial aspect in greater detail. And that's something I want to explore, you know, as I talk with generosity, talk about generosity with people. Uh, because I think from what I've seen, I mean, the money aspect of generosity is one of the more uncomfortable things to talk about. Um, and it's, it's certainly a measurable way of impacting, like, you know, if I'm going on a mission of trying to help people be more generous, it's certainly measurable to, you know, quantify them being more generous with their, with their money, you know, and then I think it might be the one way that I've seen that we are at least generous. Uh, I mean, I think many of us try and say, well, we're generous with our time and network, so we don't really have to write our checkbook. Um, and there's lots of different objections to giving financially that I've uh, seen. But that's why I think I'm interested in talking about that more, just because it's uncomfortable. And I think when something's uncomfortable, it usually means it's something worth exploring. Um, and I think that it's one of the ways that we all can stand to do better. Uh, so
0: That's good. Hey, I'm, I'm loving the the generous mindset and how you're walking us through that. That's, I don't know if I've heard it kind of framed up in that way before. So that's been really, um, really good for me here on the other side of our, our our conversation today. Um, And uh, inserting a little bit. So, you know, my personal philosophy, when it comes to all of our resources, money being one of those, you know, it, um, whether it's our money or our dinner table, as you said, which, my dinner table needs to change because it was full of Halloween candy last night, um, so we got to change that. On a lighter note and serious note, where everybody's going to be sick with tummy aches. Um, yeah, I want. Whether best
1: this morning, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too much chocolate. Too much chocolate. Um, but the uh, the every every single resource, our time, our network, it is all the Lord's. it, it is all of His, and I, as you talked about earlier, that term as a steward, um, how am I steering that to most um to give him the most glory and all of that. And so, but with that said, I was gonna ask you, because it really connects here. Um, I was gonna ask you, what makes it so hard to be generous? Like what are the real barriers? Because someone could say, and I'm not saying this isn't a barrier, student loans, right? It is a barrier in essence, but there's yeah, for sure. It's just a real life that's a barrier. I gotta pay off the student loan. But Can you go a little bit farther than that? Because for me, it's the mindset. One of the key barriers I have to overcome is thinking that it belongs to me to begin with. And when I can get over that hump and like, no, Kirby, it is all the Lords, whether it's your notebook or whether it's your time or whether it's your money or your dinner table or whatever it may be. It's the Lord's. And so can you talk about that? Because you probably have had several conversations and then not only the barriers, but what's just kind of some truth that you would speak into that to encourage people to look beyond what we think is the initial barrier?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is something that has really been the, converse, been the type of conversation that has made me want to explore generosity further, because the more I've talked about it with people um, and gotten into that uncomfortable space with people. I've realized that a lot of the same objections are, you know, held across the board, you know, there's a lot of the same objections. And if I think we can, you know, understand that we're not the only ones with those objections and that some people do wind up overcoming these objections, I think we can all work towards being more generous together. Um, so I think to list off a few, uh, like what you said, kind of that self-preservation, uh, mindset where it's like, Hey, I'm just, I don't have a lot. I'm trying to, you know, take care of myself right now and just get to a place maybe in the future is what we say about where we can be more generous. Um, not knowing how your money will be used, whether it's giving it to a charity or giving it to a stranger on the street that holds people back, uh, worries about that, uh, feeling overwhelmed by the, multitude of places to give to uh, or causes to give to um and just kind of the like well i give my time you know so i don't necessarily have to give my money um these are all you know different objections i hear a lot and kind of on that so that self preservation one that you're talking about um i think it comes down to a few different things uh you know an abundance versus scarcity mindset um, you know, I think if we look at things in a scarce mindset, then we're not going to be generous. Um, but if we recognize that, uh, there is an abundance, it is all coming from the Lord, um, as well. Um, if you want to bring our faith component into it, then that helps you start working, working over that objection. And, one of the recognitions as well i mean when you go back to the barrel monkeys and realizing that most of us have been brought up wherever we're at to a good place by somebody recognizing that there's all this talk about the one percent of the world these days most of the us you know is in the one percent when you look at statistics and i've heard a lot of statistics and i know most of them are made up or whatever you know but um, but I think there is some credibility to some of the stats out there that say, if you make basically around the poverty line in the U S you know, 25, $30,000, you're in the top one or 2% of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so recognizing that even if we consider ourselves poor in the U S that there are a lot of people that are struggling out there. So we, we like to compare ourselves to other rich people and say, well, we're not that rich, um. But I think there's always something to give. Um, And there are a lot of things we all waste money on, myself included, and we can all work on, you know, giving more. And I would say, just start with, you know, if you're giving zero, start with something, right? And uh, I'm pretty sure that you won't miss it. Um, And I think it, that self-preservation mindset just comes back to how we're defining success if you think about um think about seeing someone drive down the street in a mercedes-benz or a tesla or whatever the fancy car is you know these days um and in your mind you think oh that person's successful right that person's made it you know because they make a lot of money you know or something like that and that's what we're striving for and i just think that in order to be more generous we've got to re-engineer our definition of success you know that, that number one that car might be bought with loads of debt uh so they might not even have that much money um and number two that all these material possessions are not necessarily going to bring us happiness um and i think the Beatles did have it right when they said money can't buy me love um so I, yes. And I think, yeah. And I just think that that really, <laughs> you know, it's. I don't think the Beatles were coming from a faith perspective there, but I think from a secular perspective, they did get it right. And, um, you know, so there. I think that this is something I could talk about for hours and hours as I, you know, as you know, and I sit here and drone on, so I don't want to do that. But um, again, I mean, feeling overwhelmed by causes, I think it's just start starts by doing and you'll find one that fits um, or asking friends for ones they care about or thinking about the things you were impacted by or uh, things you uh, have been fortunate to have in your life Um, and then maybe finding a cause to give to there or just giving to a stranger or a friend Um, and I think true generosity also places no expectations on the money so worrying about I think worrying about how the money will be used, I think we live in a world where money's going to get misused and we're going to misuse the money ourselves, I think, if you're really honest with yourself. So, just not letting that hold you back. I think um, you know, or giving it to a friend for a specific purpose or looking at charity ratings websites and talking to friends about their good experiences. I think all these different things can help us get by some of these typical objections. And like I said, I think this is, could be an hour long conversation. Um, but, and one thing, one thing, Wesley Kate to wrap that up said to me about the topic of generosity here recently. Um, he said that we really have to learn to receive first before we learn how to give. Um, and I thought that was pretty, a pretty great insight, you know, because we all I think if you've ever had someone offer to pay for something, most of us, you know, find that kind of hard because there's a sense of pride or a need to reciprocate, Um, and to bring the faith perspective in it, Wesley had a good point on the fact that everything is God's anyways, and so if we are able to change the viewpoint from accepting this gift is accepting a gift from, you know, our friend who's giving it to us, versus it's actually coming from God in the first place anyways, you know, and that the friend or whoever's offering, you know, is just a vehicle in which, you know, God's using all these different things that he owns to give to you in that circumstance that takes away the need to reciprocate. And if we learn how to do that, then we can learn how to, I think, give in the right way. Um, so yeah, uh, I think those are some of the objections, some of the, uh, some of the ways to think about them. And again, we could explore that more, but I'll let that, I'll let that sit there. And re-
0: no, that's good. Yeah. yeah we will let that soak in. And uh, what I, what I think that there's a call out. So, you know, this is the podcast for young professionals. I think today's conversation would be beneficial to anybody, but what's so cool for us about what you're sharing is that we are laying a foundation to have a generous mindset for the rest of our lives right we're putting some things into action and when I hear the word mindset to me that calls out as young professionals we have to be intentional about it right like we're shifting gears around to get there we don't naturally operate like that and so you know we need to build that into our goals we need to review those every 30 60 90 days are we are we doing the actionable things to meet our goals to show to say that you know hey generosity matters to me this is this is who I am and this is what I want to be about um and you talked about you kind of joked uh well no maybe not joke too because I know this is this is a passion of yours you're like I could talk about this for hours <laughs> so the cool news exciting your sharpened listeners is that that's actually in the works and and I I know that it's um A podcast idea that you have on this topic is in the works Um, but if you could just maybe kind of share with us briefly what and I don't want to put you on the spot because I know it's not fully developed but maybe some of the topics you plan to explore
1: yeah for sure so um, yeah I'm looking at starting a podcast to talk about generosity as Kirby brings up here and I'm really excited about it I came up with the idea. It's not a revolutionary idea by any means, but I came up with it simply because having a lot of one-on-one conversations with friends and clients, etc., about generosity and realizing that there are some great conversations to be had and just like giving that to a bigger audience would be a great thing. Um, and so I, uh, want to help encourage people to give, um, and the way in which we'll do that with the podcast is just by telling other people's stories. Um, you know, hear their challenges with giving, ask them about their objections, how they've worked through those or haven't worked through those and maybe helping them work through those, uh, hear how they've been impacted by giving, um, challenging people to give more identifying places to give to and ideas on how to give, uh, some of those more actionable points like you were starting to hit on Kirby. Um, And just trying to find, you know, those inspirational stories about who's had their life changed by giving. Um, And I think that the people I'll be trying to interview will come from different backgrounds, hopefully, um, hear different perspectives. Um, You know, it's one thing to interview, you know, somebody like Bill Gates, who's giving millions of dollars a year. But I'm really interested in interviewing somebody who's got, you know, little, like most young professionals and why or how they're trying to work through giving giving more with that so um the podcast i i haven't necessarily come up with an official name yet i'm toying around with some ideas um i like kind of just a a fun uh different dynamic of a name like the one percenters is what i'm thinking about because i want to redefine what being a one percenter means you know we think of one percenter as the ultra rich yeah uh but i think that You know, we can redefine that to be more meaningful. And my idea about what a one percenter is like, Kirby, you commit to being a one percenter. You're someone who's committed to always striving to give another one percent to all, no matter where we're at, whether we're giving 10% already or 0%, we're always trying to give that extra percent with our money and also with other ways, like we talked about. Um, But so, the one percenter mindset is what uh, I think that something that might be being thrown around as a name for it. And I'm hoping, you know, hopefully if you uh, pay attention to what I've got going on, we'll hopefully get that started um, here towards the beginning of the new year here. So it won't be too long. So stay tuned.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, hey, when you get that up going, you've got some you know, episodes or your first one published, let me know. I'd be happy to share this with our Sherpen listeners. So folks, if you're listening today, more info to come on the Potential 1% podcast. I love it. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, I hate to have to wrap up today. I, I think that this has been so good. You've definitely given me a new thought process for generosity. Um, to be honest, when I reached out to you to talk today, Um, I wasn't thinking about all of the many aspects of being a generous person. And in order to be generous with our money, it starts in other places too. And so thanks for going through that. Um, I I kind of kid that we also had a shout out episode like none other, but I do want to give you the opportunity to make a shout out right now. Um, And I just so appreciate you doing that throughout the episode. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, Yeah, I certainly made a number and I was joking with my wife, Kathleen prior to this, knowing that I would have to make a shout out and I just, was saying that, well, where do I even begin? There's so many different people. Um, And I think just obviously uh, my wife and parents go unmentioned. uh, But the two uh, kind of a co-pair that I do want to mention that haven't been mentioned, Matt Wagner and Grant Binger, uh, two guys from basically my discipleship group through Soma Church. Uh, These guys have been truly generous with their time and listening with me uh over the past two years uh once kathleen and i were starting to explore our faith and just have had a tremendous impact on basically every area of my life so matt wagner and grant binger just truly thankful t- for those guys
0: Russ, will you share with us your um, a game changer so it can be uh lately or a long long time ago but something an experience a conversation. I always throw it out, a food item. <laughs> we like our food items in the green household, but something that's been a game changer for you. Yeah,
1: I think just recently something I've been convicted by has been um, Bob Goff said it at Edge X um, Leadership Conference, and um, a Pastor recently spoke a little bit about this, but just the idea of how we really should try and go spend time with someone we don't necessarily click with or don't like, or maybe get frustrated by and try and really get to know them, listen to them and learn from them. That's something that I don't necessarily do a great job of. Uh, my pastor put it in the terms of the Zacchaeus, the tax collector story where Jesus basically stays with this tax collector guy. Who's like the scum of the earth looked down upon because he's basically taking money from people all the time in the ancient world. Um, And he put it in the sense of like, if you look on your neighborhood block, like, who do you think Jesus would be least likely to stay with? Like, who's that person that you're like, oh, that, you know, you roll your eyes at, but maybe that's someone that, you know, you should spend more time with, you know, to learn from them and hear their stories and. So that's been a game changer for me recently, um, trying to do a better job at that. So,
0: well, hey, thanks for the time today. Thanks for sharing with us on the Sharpen podcast. Um, and I look forward to the launch of your podcast as well. So let's stay in touch yeah, on that.
1: Thanks, Kirby. Really appreciate it. It's been a blast. Mm-hmm.